Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. everyone, welcome to another episode of The Nuanced Life. We are here in our new format, which we're really enjoying, and we also really appreciate your feedback on the bonus episode we shared last week on How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell, and way beyond just the book, because we never talk about one thing here. Um, And for our first segment of the show today, we're going to share two pieces of feedback. The first we got on our conversation of what it's like trying to conceive. This comes from Kate, and I'm going to read quite a bit of it because I think it's really important. She appreciated how we approached the listener who was trying to conceive, and she said, I've been trying for five plus years, and here's what I have to share. First of all, can we just, can we take a moment of silence for that? That is a long time, Kate. It is a long time. Bless you. I think the biggest thing anyone can do while they are trying to conceive is give themselves permission to do what they need to do for themselves at every stage of this process and understand this will change over time. And I think we should take a minute there and say wise words for pretty much any situation that you're struggling through. I'm going to pick up with Kate again. Right now, you're understandably focused on finding the things that you can control in something that feels wholly uncontrollable. I understand that so much. But also check in with yourself from time to time to see if you need to give yourself a break from some or all of things. This could mean taking a month-long break from tracking your ovulation or permission to eat slash move through a day or week as if you aren't pregnant. Just because you give yourself little or long breaks doesn't mean you want it less or aren't trying hard enough. It just means that sometimes you are allowing yourself to live your current life and not the life you are wishing slash trying for. I completely agree that our culture makes this such an isolating time and it is so important to find the right people to support you, but also know... Sometimes bringing people into this part of your life can feel like an added burden, as you're often asked Mm. for updates. The right people will be there for you when you need them, but also understand when you don't want to talk about it. You have the right to set those boundaries based on how you were doing at any given time. And while your husband will never fully understand all of the emotion and life adjustments you are making to make this possible, it is so important to turn towards each other during this time. Hopefully he has the same desire as you to start a family. And though he isn't doing as much of the day-to-day work to make it possible, he may be experiencing his own version of worry or grief. Ask him and truly listen. I say this as a person who for far too long minimized my husband's feelings around this because he wasn't the one going through it. He was. It just looked different for him. And this experience is even more isolating for men than it is for women. This is not 
not to say that you have to take that grief on, but to say that sometimes just sitting together with your partner in the sadness is helpful. My final thought is to find an outlet and safe space during this process. I have a park near my office that I go to when I get yet another all-staff email announcing a pregnancy. Can we stop doing these, please? And I sit there and cry, be angry, cuss, or just take some deep breaths without anyone knowing. I started powerlifting because I needed to do something that made me proud of my body and its possibilities. And I queue up the Nuance Life episode on grief when I need a good cry. Oh, Kate, you are so wise. This email could be about literally any struggle in life. And I think that that is the sort of strengthening power of trying to conceive is this really weird amalgamation (laughs) of struggle and strength and you're choosing it, but there's all the stuff you can't control that gives the opportunity to to craft this kind of wisdom that Kate is sharing with us. All wrapped up in the most intense version of societal and personal expectation. Mm -hmm. I really loved this section about how you can take a break from the tasks around this without it meaning that you don't want it anymore. Mm -hmm. I just think that is such wise advice. Kate, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that a lot of people are going to be moved by what you had to say. And we just wish you all the gentleness around this continued experience, however it develops. We also got an email from Sarah about the anonymous listener who shared the journey of her own personal grief over the death of her mother-in-law. She said, thank you for such a validating episode and perspective. My mother-in-law is still living, but being married to an only child, I am extremely close to her as she's been such an amazing mother to me in ways my own mother isn't. That's neither good nor bad, just different as she and I are a lot alike in personality and my own mother is so different than I am. I will be heartbroken when that day comes and can't imagine not being allowed space to grieve. I think that this speaks to just the power of affirmation that you are not alone in your experiences. Part of what I really love about doing The Nuanced Life is that I meet so many people or receive so many messages that say, oh, that commemoration you read wasn't mine, but it could have been. I've been through this Mm -hmm. exact thing or that advice question is one that I've been wondering about, too. The most clear example of this for me was when I talked about commemorating my refrigerator and how uh, scared Chad and I were when we bought our new appliances for our home. And that afternoon, I got an email from someone who said, oh, my gosh, we were literally just about to sign the paperwork to buy new appliances and we're getting married in a few months. And this just really spoke to me. And I thought, gosh, you know, the universe just has a way of putting things together like that. And I think that it is a big deal. So many people write to us and say, here's what I want to share. But feel free to disregard it if you don't have time, or maybe this is just me. And it's always the case that it reaches someone else who gains something from it. So it's a testament, I think, to your all's vulnerability and willingness to put your life experience out there because it is so affirming for other people. I think it is also testimony to the fact that Mama Oprah is always right. And if I learned anything from the Oprah show, it's that people don't want to feel alone and that they really never are, that somebody is always out there. Sharing that experience with you and that feeling of being heard and validated is really just why we're here. That's my personal opinion. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. The- 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Gear 2020 shows up a lot in science fiction. A lot of people predicted that by now we'd be teleporting to work or living on Mars. And also, I want my flying car, please, and thank you. And a lot of those predictions were wrong. The truth is, we'll always get the future wrong, which is why we need to get life insurance right. That's where Policy Genius can help. Insurance shopping, making those big decisions that force you to look into a future you cannot see is very difficult. And I think that's why Policy Genius offers such a great tool. It makes that process so much easier. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance. So if your science fiction dreams for 2020 still haven't become science fact, don't get discouraged. Get life insurance. It takes just a few minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Policy Genius will always get the future wrong. Better get life insurance right. For our Ask Sarah and Beth segment today, we got an email where the subject line was white supremacists at the gym. Have we hooked you in? Are you listening? Are you ready to go? Lord. This came to us from Kat, and she wants to know how we would handle this situation. A friend of hers led a yoga class where you set intentions in the new year and you do 108 sun salutations. This is something I've always wanted to do at the gym. Kat couldn't attend, but she saw pictures on social media. And here's what she says. In one picture, one of the participants was posing with the hand symbols that have been appropriated by the white nationalist movement. I was taken aback by the picture, but I fear I'm being too sensitive to the post. What would you do in this situation? So when she first sent us this and I read the email, I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's just like a weird way he's holding his hand or something. No, it's very obvious in the picture that he is purposely making this hand gesture. Just want to give that level of detail. So strange to you because like a yoga class like this is the last place you'd expect to see something like this. Yeah. 108 sun salutations. You know, my reaction was that the right person to talk with about this is the friend who taught the class or who owns the studio from a place of this might sound way out there. I know that I am sensitive about matters like this, and I spend a lot of time thinking about news. Have you heard that this hand signal means this thing? And the friend might be totally oblivious to it. Um, And even if the friend isn't, that kind of soft opening shows I'm not here to be leveling accusations at you or judging you or telling you what to do. I'm trying to surface a topic for conversation. Well, and you could do it as I just learned this and I wasn't sure if you knew, but people think that when they read this symbol. So I didn't think you'd want it on your business page. 
You know, you could approach it from that way. Like, I just want to protect your reputation. I think she's in a more difficult position. I think it would be much easier if you were one of the people in the photograph. So you could immediately say, hey, uh uh-uh, I don't want to stand in this photo with this. This is unacceptable to me. Um, I think Kat's in a more difficult position because she's not in the photo. But just depending on her relationship with the person to approach it as, I saw this. I always do that. I'm not sure if you knew. Um, here's a fun fact that I'll never get to use again because I'm saying it on a podcast, but I used to do this with seatbelts. If I felt like a seatbelt was improperly installed or being improperly used, I would say, you know, my brother-in-law as a police officer with strangers, obviously people who know my actual brother-in-laws, but I'd be like, my brother-in-law is a police officer and he just made me promise I would tell somebody because he knows how dangerous this could be. And I did it several times and it worked. I'm just saying. So like playing off the, I didn't know until recently and I wanted you to know. Works pretty well and when you don't have a very close relationship with the person. And the trouble with this particular symbol is that it can look kind of innocuous. I think this person has done it a little bit more overtly in the photograph. Mm -hmm. But you, you can think, well, like, I don't know what that's about, but it's fine. And I feel bad for the people in the photograph with this person who probably don't know what's going on there, you know, and don't want to be associated with that either, which is why I do think saying something is important. Um, I think saying something to the person who um, is associated with this matters a lot. And again, just the, the best feedback that we get sometimes in terms of what we do stings a little bit. Because Mm -hmm. it involves learning something and it involves feeling like, ouch, I hate that I didn't know that or I hate that I made that mistake or that I said this that way and it hurts someone. I hate that. And also is given to us in the spirit of I would want to know if I were you and I value you enough to share what I know. It's a generous act to give that information that stings. It's a totally different thing than just berating someone. So I think as long as you approach it that way, Kat, it will be pretty well received. And if it's not, you still did what you thought was the right thing to do. We've talked about this repeatedly um, on The Nuance Life before in those moments. Sometimes and oftentimes they occur at sporting events when uh, we step out of our comfort zone and say, hey, that's not acceptable. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Full to me. I think there is such power in this, not because in that moment, the person's going to go, you are right. I'm going to go change my party registration. Like, that's not what I mean. And that's never going to happen. But just so I can throw out Oprah reference in every section of the show, I always think about the moment in her 10th anniversary DVD, which I love, where she says the woman came up to her at the grocery store and she said, I don't hit my kids. And it wasn't the first time you said it. And it wasn't the second time you said it. But eventually you said it enough that the like that hitting my kids was bad for them, that I don't hit my kids anymore. Um, And so I just think that's it. It's like it's just this lane of the foundation of that's not acceptable, that's not acceptable, and you just kind of having some time to sit with it that can really make an impact you'll never know over time. I agree. And I do think that if this is received poorly and the person says, yeah, I know, I totally agree with that, well, then you've got some good information. You you know, you've got some really important information for how you want to approach 
that friendship or giving your business to that person or whatever it is. So um, I definitely think it's worthwhile here. We will be right back after this short message from our sponsor. Valentine's Day will be here before you know it, and time's running out to send your Valentine a one-of-kind, memorable, unexpected gift. If you want to wow your Valentine this year, send them bite-sized cupcakes from Baked by Melissa. And for your Valentine, like all the people in your life need these miniature cupcakes. They are incredible. And I'm going to send these to my sister and my mom and my mother-in-law, too. I have not anticipated an ad so much in so long because I was so excited to talk about these cupcakes. First of all, I feel very strongly that regular size cupcakes are way too big and just a disaster we should strike from the entire universe. And those Texas size cup, get out of here. Get out of here. Why are not all cupcakes bite-sized? Baked by Melissa has, first of all, definitely figured that part out. They are so good. They showed up on our doorstep after we had a terrible travel day. (laughs) And Getting these in the mail is such a day brightener, such a day brightener. I cannot even speak to you about the joy that these cupcakes have brought into my life. So for Valentine's Day, you get to choose from white chocolate cookie and cream, red velvet, milk chocolate, dulce de leche, and more. And don't ask me to pick. It's like picking a child. Plus, vegan and gluten-free options. Baked by Melissa treats are adorable and delicious. They are perfectly bite-sized, so you can have one in every flavor, which is why all cupcakes should be bite-sized. And you'll want to. Baked by Melissa offers one- and two-day shipping nationwide. Remember, the last day for standard shipping for Valentine's Day delivery is February 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern. And here's another thing that you need to know about these. I think it is very hard to make a really yummy chocolate cupcake. I feel like often they are... Too sweet, they're a little dry, and there's not enough actual chocolate taste. The chocolate in these cupcakes is so good. It is actual chocolate. It is not too sweet. There's so much flavor in this one perfect little bite. So this Valentine's Day, send your loved ones the perfect gift. You can send them to us, too, if you just like us to have more of this so joy. true. Please do. Please. <laughs> Go to bakedbymelissa.com slash life and use promo code life to get 15% off your order. Take advantage of this special offer for our listeners. That's 15% off at bakedbymelissa.com slash life promo code life for a commemoration today we heard from our favorite maggie and she has something incredibly empowering for all of us to commemorate today she says I was notified this week that I passed my testing for my fourth degree black belt. She says, doesn't that sound cool? Yes. Yes. It sounds very cool and a little scary. And by martial arts organization, going from a beginner to fourth degree black belt takes between seven and 10 years. She was on the 10 year track. Reaching this point is a little surreal to me because when I was a beginner, I did not know if I would ever reach this point. But here I am. I started doing Taekwondo right after I graduated from college. I had been a fantastic student in school, but when I graduated in the middle of the Great Recession, I was a little disoriented to discover that my can-do attitude and superb GPA didn't land me all the job offers I had expected. At that point in my life, I also felt a little like a disembodied head because I had so prioritized my learning and studying that I had neglected my body and it showed. When my husband started doing Taekwondo for fun, he was very enthusiastic and really thought I would enjoy it. I was, to put it mildly 
very skeptical. I had no desire to fight. I didn't like pain, discomfort, or hurting people. So I was pretty sure this wasn't for me. She says, I took my first few classes to appease him, and despite myself, I really liked it. Like yoga, martial arts connects the mind and body, and as someone who struggles with weight and body image, reframing my progress not in terms of pounds lost, but in terms of skills demonstrated and belts earned, was a helpful way to keep myself motivated to keep going. Practicing Taekwondo helped me to learn to speak up for myself, appreciate the physical skills I do have, and turned into the job I so struggled to find. About a year into my training, my husband husband and I had the opportunity to take over and run a studio together. Again, I was skeptical, but I figured that the worst thing that could happen was that it would fail and we could get different jobs. This too has turned out to be a real opportunity for growth, challenge, and stretching myself in ways I would never have realized that I needed. Since earning my last rank of black belt five years ago, my body grew and delivered a second baby, navigated the lonely world of postpartum depression, gained some pounds, and learned to be a working parent in a new way. I have failed two testings in preparation for this, and I have thought about quitting more than once. Did I mention that I am a straight A's kind of person? About a year ago, I recognized that if I was going to reach this milestone, I was going to have to accept my body as it was and really engage with putting myself back together once again. This process has involved adding some important things back into my life that I gave up in the flurry of being a business owner and a new parent. Things that make me feel like a person like going to therapy, reading for fun, singing in a choir, and going to yoga classes where someone else is in charge. It is involved accepting that maybe my body won't do things it could easily do before I had babies, but believing that things my body could do were in fact good enough. It involved letting my husband coach me, encourage me, and believe in me. It involved asking some of my Taekwondo students for help in training and practice. It's been a humbling and wonderful experience because for one of the first times in my life, I allowed myself to feel like I was good enough without having to be perfect. I participated in my testing about a month ago, and what I wanted for myself was to feel like I'd shown up ready to do my best. As a recovering perfectionist, I know I can engage in self-sabotage when I'm afraid I might fail, but this time I did not. I left my testing feeling like I had done what I could do, and if I needed to try again after this test, I would be up for it because they were judging my Taekwondo, not my value as a human being. Oh, they gave it to me. Passing this testing was such a gift. We 100% commemorated with a balloon and cookie cake because if I have learned Woo-hoo! one thing from you ladies, it is that cookie cake is an acceptable way to celebrate everything. And I'm so grateful for the journey that brought me here. Maggie sent us a video of herself breaking her boards at her testing, which is amazing. And she said that her husband has been really supportive through the whole thing. And I have the privilege of knowing Maggie pretty well over the last couple of years. She is as delightful a human being as this message would indicate, so thoughtful. And the strength that you think of when you think fourth degree black belt, Maggie exemplifies in spades in many areas of life. Yeah, I just feel like this journey could be a memoir about how to be like a fully complete, more mature person. Like she just she hits all the high points, especially the perfectionism part. I think that one of the most powerful lessons I've ever learned in my life was sort of understanding that the roles I play are not who I am and really detaching my performance, my activities, what I do for who I am. So I teared up when she said that because I just think that's such a powerful thing that I have to learn over and over and over again. I also think of this moment where because how I know I'm still on this journey is I was listening to a interview with Shauna Nyquist with Oprah because again, three for three. Oprah on this episode. And she said, well, you know, I always knew that 
you know, you cannot be bad enough for God not to love you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I knew it already. And then she says, I also, it was really important for me to learn that you can't be good enough that God will love you more. And I was like, oh, that's, no, that's not true. (laughs) If you're perfect and you're really, really good and you do all the right things, God loves you a little bit more than the people that don't try. Because that is where my subconscious goes. I have to check myself for that attitude all the time. Like that, I'm an Enneagram one. So like that, you can try hard enough, be good enough, be better. It's about your worth. It's just, it's a journey I'm constantly on. And so I think Maggie really articulated so well why this journey has been good for her and how she's learning that lesson and continues to learn that lesson. I would put myself in the continuing to learn that lesson category. Um, I also loved that Maggie is like, I failed two times and then I did it again and I felt good about it. And I also knew that failure was an option again and I could have to come back and try. And I just feel like that is what I try to think about all the time that you have the courage to step out and know that total failure is never available, right? Because you're going to take something from it that you can grow and apply and and just become a better person. That willingness to feel that, though, that willingness to fail, that willingness to not get affirmation about what you're doing, to know that you might have to show up again. I feel like once you have that willingness you're unstoppable. If you approach everything and think I'm willing to be disappointed, there's just not much in life that can throw you. I mean, also for what it's worth, if you can break boards with your hands, you are also probably unstoppable for different reasons. I mean, I do feel like that would give me an an amount of confidence that perhaps I'm lacking today. Right. I agree. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Maggie. Y'all keep the commemorations and the questions coming. We love hearing from you. It makes the show so much fun. And thanks for listening. We will be back in your ears on Friday at Pantsuit Politics or back here on Wednesday on The Nuance Life. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Garvin produces The Nuance Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuance Life is listener supported. Go to patreon.com slash the nuance life. For $5 each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuance Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about The Nuance Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com.